Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, is, is this complete your thought on Zach Taylor? Yeah, pretty just, much. There's not much to, yeah. I, I yeah, just want to yeah, make yeah. sure you've been able to express yeah, all yeah. the thoughts you have around Zach Taylor. Go ahead, uh, Adam. Can you, here's, Adam, did you see Lawrence's, <laughs> did you see Lawrence's burner account? Tweet this at me yesterday. P-dubs. Yeah, P-dubs. P-dubs, U-W. Yeah, at Matthew Berry Team Yeah, can you please let Lawrence finish a thought on the podcast? Is what that, he that does is, that, me. that is my burner right there. <laughs> I, and I actually got that connected to my NBCU uh, email. So right. that's how they caught me. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside Matthew Berry and Jay Croucher. Fellas, it's good to be back with you. Good to have you back, Connor. Thank you. It's very good to... I don't have a license to drive this thing, so it's good to have yes. you back. Yeah, and it was, it was awkward without you here, I have to be <laughs> honest with you. It was uncomfortable. Jay had more fine. Jay had more power than, That's um, true. than honestly, any of us were comfortable with. But um, uh, we didn't talk about this on the show. Jay wanted to. I kept it private because I'm a vault. I'm involved. This one. Where was Lawrence in this? Lawrence was just out to lunch. Lawrence is <laughs> Lawrence just around. Yeah, just yeah. around. Um, but uh, there's a reason why you uh, you missed the last couple of days. Yeah, my lovely aunt and godmother uh, unfortunately passed away. My aunt Dean, who was a huge supporter of everything I've done in the sports media space, so it was you know obviously uh, a tough couple of days and obviously a very unexpected couple of days. And I got to watch you guys and still got a couple of laughs as I always do, which I really really appreciated during that time and. I'm really happy to be back, but just wanted to, you know, give her a shout because it's it's when you're trying to make it in this space, you need really important support people uh, because it's a space that it seems crazy yeah. when you're trying to work in, and having those people is really important, so we'll miss her dearly. So, uh, no doubt, rest in peace, Thank 100%. You. Um, yeah, like I said, Jay didn't want to honor her, but <laughs> I insisted, so anyway. Uh, it's good to have you back, on. Thank yes. you. Very it's great good, to be back. Very good to have you back. By the way, I also thought, you know, maybe like, like her family should drink free, you know, just yeah. kind of an honor. Like, to, but we um, did that last night. But yeah, Irish, right, Irish it, funeral, right? Of course, yeah. which is which is fantastic. But just so you know, Stephen D'Agostino also shot that down. Yes, in terms so of everybody's out in terms of me like, you it right is. That's really I, crazy. You only have one friend yes. on the show, and it's me. <laughs> I know. Just so you know, I often everyone's say this. against you. I often say this. Don't listen to anyone else. Only me. Don't trust anyone else. Only me. When I was watching on my phone at all kinds of places over the last three days, everybody around me kept saying that. Yeah, yeah. like you know, you really. It's just you really only have one person one. that has your back on this entire <laughs> yeah, show. Right. I was like, yeah, 100%. You know yeah. We're going to get through it. But uh, it's great to be back. 
and I would not miss for the life of me the show leading up to the best Thursday night game that we so are Connor. finally so still got it. We are still got it. <laughs> us and Al so Michaels. So much better than Jay. <laughs> finally, <laughs> waiting for this game. So, so listen, no, okay. we will we will get into all of uh, the love hate for today. But before we do, let's get into the Roto World Player news because we'll have some stuff on this Thursday night game. But for all your Roto World Player news, go to NBCSports.com where there's a new first round mock draft for me as well. If you're into that sort of thing, but the injuries we're tracking. Your mock drafts crushed, by the way. I mean, like, honestly, go back and look at his mock draft from last year at this time. Pretty accurate. I mean, honestly, for where we are in the season, like, some really nice calls. So check that out, NBCSports.com. Again, I'm a company man. Again, do you see Jay giving you love? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Jay, plotting against uh, Steven, this is what I do. I I'm divide on the and sage. conquer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A thousand percent. Kind of waiting for Lawrence to pop out somewhere and just stone cold stunner Jay. Yeah, as exactly. The show goes on. But listen. Very, very Game of Thrones. Keenan Allen did not practice with the shoulder injury. Pretty concerning right now. Tyler Lockett didn't practice. He's been dealing with this hamstring and feels like he's been ready, to, uh, able to get himself ready for game days each week. No Brown and Damian Pierce were down as well. We'll keep an eye on them. Raheem Mostert. Seems like some management there. Devon A. Chain limited with practice, but things are trending the right way for him. TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson were limited. Hawkinson's dealing with rib injury. Jefferson trying to work his way back. And Matthew Stafford and Justin Fields, both with their thumb injuries in full. Good news there. The the two that concern me the most, I mean, one is, I don't want to say Pierce concerns me the most just because he's been out the last, but that's the one that feels like, eh, you know, like you've been out for two weeks and you're still not practicing on a Wednesday. That doesn't feel great. The one that to me sort of jumps out like, oh boy. And again, it's only a Wednesday, but Keenan Allen just showing up on the injury report yeah. because if he were to be out, suddenly that Chargers offense looks very, I mean, Quentin Johnson and, you know, whatever, Jalen Guyton, it, it just is like, how many times can Austin Eckler touch the ball is, yeah. is what that conversation becomes. I think it's also troubling that Keenan Allen, so he hurt his shoulder, he came out, came back in, and then came out, went to the locker room. They put him back in as a decoy, and they just put him back in. I think he's got a touchdown after that, so, and now he's up practicing, so I don't know what's going on there, but that is concerning because they're already down personnel in Palmer and Williams, and to lose him as well, uh, that would be big trouble. Also, Justin Jefferson. I think everyone just kind of expected that he would be back on Sunday night, and I think that's still the the assumption. But, I mean, the commentary from Kevin O'Connell, not super, super encouraging, where they say that, you know, he's got to ramp up pretty quickly to be able to play on Sunday night. So I think he's still going to go, but I was thinking that was 100%, and it's not 100%. It, it's a Sunday night game, so obviously just make sure you have a pivot there, Just and we'll track this throughout the week. We'll see what he does today and what he does tomorrow, obviously. And then, of course... Fantasy football pregame this Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern on Peacock and the NFL on NBC YouTube channel, 100% free. More questions. We'll talk about that all. Well, we're planning on it. We have a new producer on Sunday. I don't know what Steven's doing. (laughs) Steven's boondoggling somewhere, and so we've got some new guy coming in uh, for Sunday. So we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe Steven never comes back. Uh, Maybe it's producer Adam that's going to be on Sunday. Wally Pipped? That'd be a tough situation. Uh, We we get Wally Pipped. Exactly. Wow. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Wally That's why if if I were Steven, and I'm not, if I were Steven, what I would say is I would say, you know what? You know who should produce the show on Sunday is Jay. (laughs) Because (laughs) I know, I mean, listen, you got your job right back. Right? No no questions. Like, there wasn't even a question. They were like, Connor, can we send a plane to get you? I actually came back back a day early. early. Exactly. I I came back a day early. Exactly. They were like, Connor, please. So (laughs) I think if I was Steven, again, and I'm not, but if I was Steven, I'd be like, who could produce this show that guarantees I get my job back next week? Croucher. And Croucher is the guy. But honestly, you know, he went with Adam, who produces our Wednesday show. Adam does a great job. 
Like I, there's a, true. There's there's a risk factor. There's here. a what real about Blake? risk factor. Elevate Blake for a day. It's like elevate for the practice Blake? squad. Put Blake on the Penn State the 53 Blake? man Blake's roster. I know Penn State there. Blake. He's we gone. just all He's we're done. doing is nothing but Penn State. You know, like yeah. hey, Big Ten. Why? why we actually why, haven't why, seen why, Blake. Why, since, why are we doing a section on Lavar Arrington and Kerry Collins? Jesus God. We actually haven't Those seen. Those were the first two Penn State guys that came to mind. Yeah, no, Michael Lawson's. Yeah. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. Yeah. I didn't want to break. do something reference because right. it's not funny if it's if Saquon Barkley. We are actually going to talk about. You yeah, see, that's fair. I mean, I mean, give me a second, guys. I just got to explain humor to Connor. The idea here <laughs> is that if we if we talked about Michael Parsons or Saquon Barkley, those might legitimately no. come up on Sunday. The joke is, is because <sighs> Penn State Blake went to Penn State. He's putting in a segment that we wouldn't normally talk about about Penn State players that aren't relevant to fantasy football at all. Should have mentioned uh, Jahan Dotson. That would have been a good one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. I always have yeah, a comeback. On. I start <laughs> off slow, but... I, yeah. <laughs> all right, there you go. We, uh, yeah, you dropped your pen. Uh, we yeah, haven't seen Penn State Blake since uh, Penn State got decimated by Michigan, so he might not, actually correct. Yeah, he might just not work here anymore. All right, let's get to the Thursday night yes. football injuries. As promised, T. Higgins out with the hamstring. Not good. Andre Yosevas out with the knee injury. Devin Duvernay, questionable. So the wide receiver injuries could play a pivotal role in this game here, Jay. Especially, of course, T. Higgins being mentioned in that area. Yeah, heavy load for Jamar Chase upcoming. Tyler Boyd as well, who was awesome against the Texans until he dropped that pass to win the game. But expect that the offense is going to flow through those guys. And even guys like Trenton Owen, if you're desperate in deeper leagues. Uh, I suspect that Cincinnati's going to be throwing a lot tonight, and and those will be the guys. The two games T. Higgins has missed, and again, before you even get to, how do I pronounce it? Andre Osovas. Osovas, thank you very much. Even if we're getting, I mean, his injury is actually more significant than you would think in terms of just, you know, available targets, because he was playing some snaps. Irwin's in the two games that T. Higgins has missed, 10 for 114 and a touchdown on 14 targets over those two games. He's averaging almost 14 fantasy points per game in a game in which Cincinnati's on the road at Baltimore as three-and-a-half-point underdogs. They might be throwing a decent amount here. By the way, I actually think Baltimore just – I think they boat race Cincinnati from an offensive standpoint. You know what I mean? Like, I just think – I have Lamar Jackson at number one. We're going to get into my Mm love-hate here in a little bit. But I feel like if Cincinnati is to win this game – it ain't going to be defensively. They're, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going to have to keep up with the Ravens. It feels like a big game's coming for the Ravens' offense. Yeah, I think so. And also, think about back to the playoff game these two teams played last year where Tyler Huntley very nearly beat yes, sir. the Bengals. On the road. And, yeah, on the road. And if they just hadn't had that fumble at the goal line, returned 99 yards for a touchdown, they'd probably win that game. So I think Joe Burrow may struggle against what is a really good Baltimore defense that I think is going to be out for revenge after what happened last week uh, against Cleveland. So it's a tough matchup for the Bengals and not that tough of a matchup for Baltimore after what C.J. Stroud and Devin Singletary did to them last week. With that, let's jump into love-hate, and we will start with the running backs. We brought up, of course, Devon A. Chan before on the injury report, and we got to hear from head coach Mike McDaniel on how he's progressing. Hey, Chan, I know you were talking about him earlier. Given what you know about his injury, is he the type of guy that you'd be able to put back in in, in his typical workload, or would you have to ease him? Hey, what, kind of, what kind of money do you have in fantasy football? <laughs> and that was Cam Wolf who yeah. asked the question. So Cam Wolf drinks free. He's looking out for us. He is. He tries. Like he really so I, I worked with Cam Wolf at uh, at ESPN. We were both there for a while. 
big fantasy football player. He would text me all the time. Like, he's hardcore, hardcore player, really good dude as well. Obviously, a great reporter, does a great job. But, yeah, he legit tried to sneak one in there, and he tweeted it out. So, uh, we appreciate it, Cam. Mike McDaniel's on to us, yes. damn it. But, uh, he didn't Cameron, go full Arthur Smith. but he, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. He's the anti-Arthur Smith. Um, anyway, but uh, Mike McDaniel's on to us, but uh, Cameron Wolf gave it a good try there. And we appreciate you looking out for us. So, yes, absolutely. Cameron Wolf drinks free today at the happy hour. And Matthew Moster and A-Chan come in as top 20 running backs for you this week, both of them. They're playing Las Vegas, and they're at home, by the way. Again, Miami off the bye. They've had two weeks to prepare for this. They're angry. They obviously they got embarrassed overseas. They, you know, The narrative of they can't be a good team is still there. Las Vegas is not a good team, but they want to show what they can do. Over the last four weeks, Raiders allow the most rushing yards per game to opposing running back. Devon A-Chan is expected back. We'll see about the workload. I don't know that the workload matters. He's a guy that can have a massive fantasy day on just eight touches. You know what I mean as well? He's had three games with just 10 touches this season, with at least 10 touches. He's got 120 yards from scrimmage in all of them. Raiders, by the way, allowing almost 150 yards on the ground uh, to opposing running backs. So, yeah, Mostert and A-Chan, both inside my top 20. Both of them have top 10 upside. We assume that A-Chan will be active. You're starting both of these guys. Both of them make the love list in week 11. I think this game's going to be a complete destruction. The line is 13 and a half. I think it's it could big get enough. bigger. Yeah, it could get bigger. Aiden O'Connell, I know people are kind of talking up Aiden O'Connell because he's plucky and he's got yeah. moxie and stuff. <laughs> he is not being good. Because he threw a jump ball that Michael Mayer made an unbelievable yes. play in the end zone. And so you look at the box Wilson. score and you're like, look, he threw a touchdown, blah, blah, blah. You know what? You know what Aiden O'Connell's best skill is? I'll tell you, and like we like Aiden O'Connell. I interviewed the kid. He juggles. He's a nice kid. We like him. We like the kid. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a fun skill. What skill fun, do you it's have? It's a fun little act that yeah. Aiden O'Connell has. What skill do you bring to the table? Juggling mustache, uh, mustache man. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I can't juggle uh, either. Okay. I trust trust at the three of us and Aiden O'Connell were at a party. Everyone's yeah. over with Aiden O'Connell, uh, yeah, and they're the ignoring act? us, dumbasses. Yeah. Like I'm just I'm just. But what I'm telling you though is that the, the best thing Aiden O'Connell has going for him is that he doesn't have C.J. Uzama on his team to have a holding penalty to take back the touchdown. <laughs> from Josh Jacobs. <laughs> from Josh Jacobs, you know, because right, Brees Hall should have scored a touchdown. You know, he did score a touchdown, but then C.J. Uzama, one of his 8 billion penalties. That's a real number, by the way, not exaggerated. He literally had 8 billion penalties in that game. PFF tracks these things. It's unbelievable. Yes. And um, anyway, I just – I may have had Brees Hall in a game yeah, league where I, I got, gather, uh, I gather that. where I got eliminated – They've had Brees Hall in a bet or two. Not a big C.J. Uzama fan these days. You and all Jets Nation at the moment, right? Well, I now. just, I, I, like, I don't know if you get into this on your podcast. I don't listen to it. I just download it's it. Okay. But it on your podcast, uh, Connor, like, did you talk about the fact that everyone wants to just bail on Zach Wilson and Robert Sala coming out and saying, I'm sticking with it. I didn't, you know, I think he's playing pretty well. And I was like, and I'm just like, yeah, you know what? You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't block. He doesn't have penalties. He doesn't make awful drops. Like Alan like, Lazard. Like yeah. Alan Lazard. Uzan, like, Alan Lazard might be the worst wide receiver in the NFL. I'm He's dead serious. Like yeah, no, it's not. you're not wrong at all at this point, especially for a number two paid like a borderline number one-ish. Number two, it makes him $11 million a year. It's, right. it's been awful. Awful. It's been awful. And I'm just like, I get it. Zach Wilson has made some bad plays, but like to put all the Jets' issues on Wilson is completely unfair to that kid. Yeah. Like, it's awful. And the play calling, I think, is a Hackett's suspect. Been a disaster. Yeah, I mean, you know, and they're getting guys out there that have that have as much business blocking as I do. 
some of these guys, some of these practice squad guys. <laughs> they shouldn't even pre- they're not even good enough to be on a practice uh, squad, and they're out there. They're out there on the offensive line. We should line. recreate pros versus Joe's I was just fantasy football happy hour. Matthew trying to kind of stunt against CJ Uzama or whatever, and just try to get to the quarterback. That'd be quite good content. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what would happen is he would hold me. Yeah. Because he can't help himself. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't need to. He could literally just block me like this. Yeah. But like he would grab a jersey or something this like that. Personal at this point. Seems a little personal. Is it, Everyone like that has Brees Hall on their game. fantasy team is, yes, it's personal. Okay. All right, I'm fired up. All right, let's <laughs> keep it rolling. I didn't get a lot of then. sleep last night. Yeah, let's keep it rolling okay. then. Our, our next it's one here, Jay. Connor back. That's all I'm saying. Yes, I'm thank you. I'm trying to put back. the yeah. vibes yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Having to have Connor back. Having not to have CJ Uzama hosting the show. It's great. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Steven's going on a vacation. Steven's had enough. Steven's truly had enough. We'll see when he comes back. Now that I think about it. Our next running back here, Jay Jameer Gibbs, comes in as a top five running back play this week for Matthew and Gibbs with his snap rate going up. Even with Montgomery back, Gibbs still highly effective in this Detroit offense. Yeah, I think Gibbs is the guy you want going forward, and Montgomery's still going to have a lot of value, but Gibbs, just with that breakout performance against the Raiders, I think he's just asserted that he's just the better running back, and I think that they are beginning to feel that. In Detroit, Montgomery wasn't getting the goal line work as much against the Chargers, and now they go up against the Bears, who admittedly have a really good run defense, but Gibbs can get his work in the passing game. I'm surprised the Lions are only 7.5-point favorites at home in this one against Chicago. I'm a little... The Lions this week are weird. We, we talked about a lot of them yesterday as well, but look... No team in the NFL has allowed more receiving yards to opposing running backs than the Chicago Bears. You you mentioned, Jay, about Gibbs being involved in the passing game. I expect that as well. He's my running back five. Look, I believe Montgomery is still a top 20 running back, still started. But to your point, the concern at the beginning of the year was, can Jameer Gibbs, the way he's built and because he's a rookie, can he handle a full workload? And then because of injury to Montgomery, he was thrust into a role where he had to prove that he could. And he proved that he could in a massive, massive way. And so they like Monty, and he's still going to get his. But the fact that Jameer Gibbs and not Dave Montgomery got the goal line work against the Chargers just sort of tells you there's a little bit of a changing of the guard. Again, I don't think it matters because for our purposes, it comes down to a, am I starting this guy? And I'm not. And if you have Gibbs and or Montgomery, the answer is yes, you're starting them. You're starting both guys this week. But Gibbs is a top five running back play for me, even with Montgomery back against the Bears. Our next one here, Matthew, Javante Williams helped your best bet cash for Monday Night Football, comes in as a top 10 running back. And here's the thing with Javante right now. He is finally, and the injury played a huge part in this, being used as the workhorse we expected him to be when he was such a promising prospect. Back-to-back games now with 25 or more touches. And what's nice is is it hasn't just been between the tackle stuff. They're using him in the passing game a little bit, almost a 16% target share over the last three weeks. And when, when we talk about that volume, that, that again, those 25 touches over the last two games, and he's having at least 15, like I think in three straight as well, running backs that get at least 17 touches against the Vikings, and that's who the Broncos host on Sunday night right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Running backs that get at least 17 touches against the Vikings average, average 17 and a half fantasy points. Now, an average, Jay, I know oh, you're not a math sure, yeah. guy, yeah. but an, what an average me means it. is that me it's Google like it. a median score because like, there are some people that score higher than 17 and a half fantasy points and there are right. some that are lower. But in essence, that's your average. That's kind of your floor is what we're talking about here. So there's a chance that Javante Williams goes over 17 and a half fantasy points in this one. That's how math works. Wow, I went awesome. on when I was gone. You want to take notes? Go ahead. Can just, I give just, you another, another give, number, another notes. piece of yeah, math? Sure. So yeah. here's the other thing yeah. is that the Broncos – they, their pass rate over expected is 26th in the NFL. And I think that really came to the fore yeah. against the Bills where they don't want to let Russ cook. They've locked away the chef's hat. 
have locked him out of the kitchen, and it's handoffs, handoffs. They were playing as though Zach Wilson was their quarterback instead of Russell Wilson against Buffalo. So I think that this is a team that just wants to run the ball, and they don't want to put it in Russ's hands. And especially with their defense playing better as well, it just that makes sense. And by the way, it's working for. Like it'd be one thing if it's just like, what are you doing, Denver? But honestly, like they've been one of the better teams in the NFL the last couple of weeks. Like beating the Chiefs and the Bills in back-to-back games. That's like. Okay, Denver, I see you. You know, and so I have Javante Williams as a top ten play this week. Some others receiving votes here: Jerome Ford, Brian Robinson, and Ty Chandler all come in as top twenty-five plays this week. Jay Ford's got the Steelers. Brian Robinson against the Giants defense, which you know a lot of running backs have had success there. And then Ty Chandler with Alexander Madison's concussion looked pretty spry for the Vikings last week as well. He did. Jerome Ford's interesting to me just because now he's in this new offense with DTR. I'm shocked that the Browns were able to run the ball as effectively as they did against Baltimore. I think that bodes well now. You're going up against a less fearsome rushing defense uh, with the Steelers. And then with Ty Chandler, uh, I think that it was instructive just the way that James Cook was able to run the ball against the Broncos. They've gotten better since that Miami disaster, but still, that's not a run defense that you fear. So I think Ty Chandler might have a good game if Alexander Madison cannot go. Yeah, but he's still in the concussion protocol. We'll continue to track that as well. But I agree with you. Their last four weeks, to your point, Broncos allow 5.8 yards per carry to opposing running backs. That is the most in the NFL. It's all about touches. Like Again, with DTR under center, we expect a lot of work for Jerome Ford, who already has gotten 43 touches the past two games with Deshaun Watson under center. So with DTR, you expect them to go even more run heavy. That offensive line is a strength of the Browns offense. Steelers have allowed 100 rushing yards in six straight. And then Brian Robinson. It's been up and down. I don't expect the passing game usage from last week to continue, but I do think he gets into the end zone. No team in the NFL has allowed more rushing touchdowns this year than the New York Giants. Brian Robinson Keep scoring against the uh, the Giants. If they get in close, it's usually him. Love Robinson is an anytime touchdown bet this week against the Giants as well. Worth noting that uh, 83% of the team running back touches inside the 10-yard line for the Commanders this year have gone to Brian Robinson. When they get in close, they give it to B-Rob. Moving over to the hate list led by Isaiah Pacheco. Still comes in as a top 25 running back for you, Matthew, but he's hit a little bit of a slump and an you don't want to see the Philadelphia Eagles when you're looking to break out of one at the running back position. No team allows less rushing yards per game to running backs than the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, there has not yet to be a running back that has had over 60 rushing yards this season against Philadelphia. Like, that's how good they are. Like, literally, the, the next guy to get 60 yards against the Eagles running the ball will be the first this season as well. In fact, since week two, there have been only two running backs in the NFL that have scored double-digit fantasy points against the Eagles. So and they let Pacheco, Brees Hall score, by the way. Yeah, they let him score. They, right, exactly. <laughs> so think they, about that. They they let him score. And what's weird is Uzama still held on the play. <laughs> they just didn't see but it. But the refs didn't see it. Yeah. Go back and watch the film. You'll just see the the refs just totally missed it. But Uzama did everything he could to, you know, <laughs> Sink Brees get Hall's it called back. Equity, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> Sean it's McDermott too- actually tried to fire C.J. Uzama yes. uh, yesterday. Yes. But then he was Running out of people. I listened to the whole press conference. Actually, they blame Uzama's lack of development on Ken Dorsey. And so that's one of the reasons why Dorsey was fired by the Bills is because Uzama has yet to develop for um, the Jets uh, or the Bengals. Uh, you know, the, the other thing here, by the way, um, uh, about uh, Pacheco, I should say, is um, he's had under 70 yards from scrimmage in four of the past five. Like yeah. this whole, this feels like, I'll just say this, and you see it there on your screen in terms of what Pacheco has done. What do we always say? What do you do against Philadelphia? Start your tight ends. Yeah. 
This feels like so and now you've got the best tight end in football. This feels like a big for a lot of reasons, a big Mahomes Kelsey game. Not only because of the matchup, not only because it's Mahomes versus Hurts, not only because the Chiefs coming off of a loss. We know how good Andy Reid is off the bye. Um, and just all the hoopla that is surrounded about the, are the Chiefs over, blah, 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 and all the stuff. And, you know, you know, I bet you, you know, Travis went to Argentina and said, like, listen, T-Swizzle, need you back in the States. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. We need to beat the Eagles. We need to beat the uh, Eagles. I think that, so there's been so much chatter And by about- the way, she, I believe this is true. I could get my, I don't want any of the Swifties to come after me because, listen, I'm one of you. I'm a Swifty. Um, I believe she grew up in Pennsylvania and that she's a Steelers fan prior to this yeah. relationship with, like, but that is her. I believe the Steelers are her team, or were, were her Kenny team. Pickett. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't you? That's yeah. The biggest Matt Canada fan. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Approved. Mm. You think Pat Firemuth is like? Thanks, yeah, Kenny Pickett. This, <laughs> yeah. this could have been me. This could have been me. Yeah. You're so close. For so Pat, close. Pat um, uh, but uh, look. Anyway. So yeah. Anyway. So. <laughs> There's been so much chat about the Chiefs' offense and it being just kind. It's just not working as well as it did last season. The passing offense is fine. They've got the fifth most efficient passing offense. Patrick Mahomes is doing his job. They have the third worst rushing offense, which is just inconceivable with the amount of light boxes that you must get when you have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. So I'm not sure what is going on there, whether it's the play calling, whether it's the blocking, but I do think they're going to come out and they're going to throw the ball a ton against Philadelphia because we saw what Dak Prescott did to them last time we saw this Philadelphia defense. It's not a great pass defense at the moment. I think that coming out of the bye, Andy Reid, two weeks, how do we fix this? Uh, let's give it to Patrick Mahomes more. Right. So I think that, that's the answer. And I like the Chiefs minus three. Again, okay. Andy Reid off of a bye, especially in the Mahomes era, is like, I think he's, had, I think he's got one loss. Yeah, so. Moving over to those Steelers, led by Najee Harris here. Sorry, Jay. RB26 for Matthew this week and a week that Jalen Warren is now the guy. It's Najee. They came out and announced. They <laughs> yeah. officially announced Jalen yeah. Warren they is the starter. They didn't have to say that. They didn't have to. Like, you know, anyone who watched football sort of do that. But, um, but it, you know, while it is ceremonial in nature because both guys are still going to play a lot, I do think, it, I think it's important for the team and the locker room and just, you know, for the player that is Jalen Warren, not Najee Harris, who is so touchdown dependent. In games in which he doesn't get a touchdown, Jay, he's averaging under eight fantasy points per game. Why are you looking at me? Yeah, because you love Najee Harris. You love him like he's one of your own children. I'm not blocking for him. By the way, um, six to nine games this season. There have been only three games this entire year that the Browns have allowed a running back to score a rushing touchdown. Six out of nine, no dice. And so, again, Harris, who without a touchdown is fairly useless in fantasy, don't love this matchup as well. Browns allow the six fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. I have Harris outside my top 25 for the week. Yeah, I think back to when these two teams played in that primetime game in week two and just the fact that the Steelers, their attempts to run the ball were just comical. They averaged 2.6 yards per carry, and that's because Najee kind of flukishly broke two 10-yarders from memory. So I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball at all. Najee, I don't know if he's injured or He just looks so slow out there. He cannot make guys miss in the open field. It's like watching Latavius Murray trying to beat DJ Jones, but every play... But Najee Harris just can't do it. And but Jalen Warren. Like, like a slow Latavius Murray. I know. He doesn't I mean, have like, the, scary. He doesn't have Latavius Murray is like 33 yeah. now? I'm just 32? saying, I, like, I, like if Latavius Murray and Najee Harris had a 40-yard dash, like yeah. I think I'd put my money on Latavius. Yeah. And I'd yeah, certainly put my money on Jalen Warren over among the three of them. He just seems to add a lot more burst to their offense. Yeah, he does. And I mean, just the, the entire offense looks just awful. And, you know, I think if you're the Browns, you're like, we'll take our chances with Kenny Pickett throwing yeah. it. 
Our last one here is Daryl Henderson against the Seahawks. Really, Jay, besides the disaster against the Ravens, the Seahawks have had a tough front seven against running backs this year. And the Rams, they're a team that's clearly waiting on Kyron Williams to come back and, and make an impact that the running backs they've been rolling with have not. Yeah, and this is a solid defense in Seattle. I think there was the hope that they might be an elite defense. I don't think that's the case. They got really lit up by Baltimore. But outside of that, I mean, this is a borderline top 10 rushing defense in terms of efficiency. So I think it's going to be difficult. And also, think about what Puka Nakua did to the Seahawks back in week one when they played. Like, you can beat Seattle through the air. And uh, with Stafford back, I think they'll be throwing the ball. I mean, that's the key, right? Stafford's back. The offense will be more efficient. I think it's going to be Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, who I both have inside my top 20 this week. If there's one positive for Henderson, it is that he is involved in the passing game, like him over Freeman in terms of the in terms of the running back you want in the passing game. But to your point, Connor, about Seattle being so tough, literally there are two running backs. There's only two running backs this entire year that have run for at least 60 yards against the Seahawks. Take out that Ravens game, which is just bad day at the office. They were on the road. Keaton Mitchell has big runs. If 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 you um, if you take out that Baltimore game. Seattle allows just 3.2 yards per carry to opposing running backs. So they have been very good. Henderson's averaging under three yards per carry in his three games as a Ram. It's either him or Royce Freeman that might fall into the end zone. Freeman got the last goal line carry. He's outside my top 25. Like, I, again, I think he's a desperation, desperation flex, barely inside my top 30. Get your weekday started with Bet the Edge. Join Jay and Drew Dinsick as they tackle the biggest games from every angle in the NFL, NBA, and more. I have to get my day started with Your day started, yes. Cup of coffee, Bet the Edge. So whether you're targeting spreads and totals, looking for value in futures markets, or circling player props, Jay and Drew have you covered with new episodes every weekday. 6 a.m. Eastern. Oh my Early gosh. bird, Jay. Thank you, Donna. Good raid. Early bird. Love the raid. <laughs> I just, like, if they did the show with Drew, I'm in. <laughs> too much, Jay? Yeah, a little bit too much, Jay. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You feel like the bye week came at the right time, not just for your injury, but also for, for the team as a, as, a, as a whole to kind of refresh and reboot? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the bye, uh, especially at this point in my career. <laughs> uh, whenever it wants to show up, I'm ready for it. If you want to have two of them, I'm cool with that too. Um, but yeah, for me, it definitely was, uh, it was the right time. That was Matthew Stafford, who said he is very cool with two bye weeks if everybody else is down. I think uh, he's not getting that. Luxury anytime soon here, fellas. No, I mean, he's got <laughs> – it's it's your Carson Wentz, dude. Yeah, get out there. Yes. Yeah. They're going backup quarterback now. You know, the old man Carson Wentz. You know who will be very happy to see him? That is the man that tops the love list for pass catchers in Cooper Cup against those Seahawks here. Matthew Cooper Cup 
wide receiver six going into this week. Yeah, I mean, again, there's, you know, I think the struggles prior to the were because of injuries and because of, you know, inconsistent, I'm being kind here, quarterback play. But every game that Cooper Cup has played this season, he's had at least a 25% target share. Two of the three full games he's played with Matthew Stafford, he's had at least 19 fantasy points. We talked about Seattle and their secondary and how that's a place you can tackle, you can attack, especially attack in the slot. They allow the second most receptions per game to opposing slot players as well. And in fact, teams facing the Seahawks, to your point about them being a pass funnel defense, shout out Denny Carter. Uh, teams playing the Seahawks this year averaging over 38 pass attempts per game. That is fifth most in the NFL. So yeah, my little Cooper Cup. Top six play this week. He makes the love list, Jay. Yeah, and it's just each week it's going to be probably a little bit of an awkward thing with who's getting more between him and Puka Nakua. But at the end of the day, for our purposes, it just doesn't matter because you're going to be starting both of those guys every week that Stafford is healthy. Our next one here, Jay. Brandon Ayu comes in as wide receiver 11 for Matthew. He's got a buck secondary that's been in a bit of a slump over the last four games. And Ayuk, obviously a very capable deep threat. Yeah, think about what the Bucks gave up to C.J. Stroud a couple of weeks ago. You're giving up 39 points to Stroud. And now, all of a sudden, the resurgent Brock Purdy and the Niners, they get that matchup. Again, another pass funnel defense in Tampa Bay. Ayuk is clearly the guy for Purdy, uh, and he's just a locked-in elite wide receiver option at all times. I think it was good as well that we saw Brock Purdy. That's probably the best game he's played against the Jags uh, last week, where so he seems to be completely right after the concussions, after three weeks of uneven play, and Ayuk is a major beneficiary. It just feels like there's some sort of weird connection between Purdy and Ayuk that doesn't exist with some of the other players. And, you know, Purdy's been very good, as you've talked about, Jay, for many, many weeks here. But uh, just to give some numbers to what you're talking about in terms of Tampa Bay and the matchup, okay, fifth most fantasy points allowed uh, to opposing wide receivers. That's the Buccaneers. They're also allowed for the third most touchdown passes allowed on deep passes. Why does it matter? Because almost 50% of IU's targets this year, 47 to be exact, have come on deep passes. Like literally like almost half his passes are on deep, are on deep throws. Uh, on his targets are on deep throws. And so you've got a Buccaneers defense that top three in the NFL in terms of most touchdown passes allowed to um, opposing wide receivers on deep passes here. Bingo, bango, ipso facto. They're going to throw long to Brandon Ayuk. He'll catch it for a touchdown, and you'll say, oh, thank you, Barry. Yeah. That was a good. Oh, and I'll be like, oh, Luigi. Subtle return. Appreciate you. Oh, man. Have a- uh, well, I was going to make another point. I'm not sure I can after that. No, I'll do it anyway. Go for it. Uh, so I also think it was instructive that so that touchdown pass that Purdy threw to Ayuk against yes. the Jags, he really shouldn't have thrown that ball. Really right. should not have put that up, but he did. Because I think there was just a trust level between him and Ayuk that he's just going to do the, uh, the Taylor Heineke effort and throwing it up. Terry's down there somewhere. Yep. Same thing with Brandon and Brock. Welcome back to the Loveless. Devontae Smith against the Chiefs comes in as a top 20 wow. wide receiver. And with Devontae Smith here, Barry, you hate seeing Dallas Goddard down. But Devontae Smith's production and targets should go up with him down. Yeah, I mean, you you hate to see it for the player, but if you have Devontae Smith on your roster and you don't have Dallas Goddard, you're you're okay with it. Like, hey, Dallas, get you guys are going to the rest, playoffs. Take rest it easy. easy, take it easy. Maybe come back for a little bit in Week 18. But in the five games Dallas Goddard missed last season, he had a 27% target share. He averaged 84 yards and over 15 fantasy points per game in those games. It's worth noting that the Chiefs have allowed a touchdown to an opposing wide receiver in seven of nine games. That's probably going to be A.J. Brown, let's be clear. But the fact of the matter is, is that more target in a game in which we think Philadelphia is going to have to score to keep up with, Phil- uh, with the Chiefs, I should say, 
I think Devontae Smith gets a nice uh, uptick in target share when they've been out. When when Goddard has been out, it, there's no one else that steps up. They're not like, oh, here's this, you know, backup tight end, or here's this third wide receiver. Here's this. There's no Tyler Boyd, if you will, right, of Palmer, the Eagles, right? right that, yeah. that, or Josh Palmer. There's no third guy that seems to step up when Goddard has been out. It's literally just it's A.J. Brown, it's Devontae Smith, and otherwise they're just going to run. It'll be Hurts and Swift. And so uh, Smith comes inside uh, my top 20. Yeah, I think I that was wide receiver a, 18. I think that was a cathartic touchdown as well against the Cowboys, yeah. against Theron Bland. I mean, Bland had decent enough coverage on the play, just perfect throw, throw, perfect catch. And I think that just that after, particularly the Jets game where he's dropping all those passes, seemed like he was in his own head against the Dolphins as well. I think to be able to get right, and as you mentioned, the fact that there's no Dallas got it, it's just going to be Smith, Brown, Smith, Brown uh, in a game that they're going to have to throw a ton. Our next one here, Trey McBride on a real breakout since Zach Ertz went down for this team. And for Matthew this week, Jay, McBride comes in as tight end five. He is a true factor at a position in fantasy that you could have got this guy off the waiver wire after the Ertz injury. Yeah. Let's throw out the Clayton Toon game in Cleveland because that was just such a mess. You take that out, his past two games, 23 targets, 18 receptions, over 200 yards, and a touchdown. I mean... With Kyler Murray back, I'm not sure there's that many tight ends you'd want the rest of the season over Trey McBride outside of the elite of the elite. Tight ends that have seen at least seven targets against the Houston Texans, who the Cardinals play this week, are averaging over 14 fantasy points per game. Well, we expect Trey McBride to get a ton of targets in this game. Since Zach Ertz went down, he has a 32% target share. 32%. That's a lot, Connor. That's a lot. I know I'm math. just telling you. Like, I, I know we're still working on math. <laughs> Jay, no, I'm just, yes. just that. Sometimes I just do this math in my head, and I'm just telling you, 32% is a lot. Since Sackers went down, he's the third best tight end in fantasy. So, Hawkinson, Kelsey, Andrews, you'd rather have those three guys. You'd probably rather have LaPorta. I mean, there's not many guys that before Trey McBride I mean, is really Dalton in that discussion. Kincaid's in that conversation as well, but with Goddard hurt uh, and Darren Waller hurt, and I mean, like, it's... I'd I mean, rather have Trey McBride than George Kittle. The rest of the way. I think it's the consistency, fair. right? Yeah, yeah. The consistency. Yeah. I think Kittle just has these games where he's three for 35. Because they have so many weapons yeah. and they use Kittle to block. I mean, with Kyler Murray back, this is now a competent offense. And it's a competent offense that's going to have to throw because the Cardinals' defense is yep. so bad. Yep. Some others receiving votes here. Tank Dell coming in as wide receiver 22 against those Cardinals. Rasheed Rice against the Eagles, wide receiver 35. Jaden Reed comes in as wide receiver 45 but does make the love list here. Cole Komet. A top 12 play at tight end. And then Tyler Conklin as tight end 15 because he's had a good back-to-back games here, Matthew. Yeah, and he's not C.G. Uzama. I, I mean, let's be honest. Like, like, you know, when Tyler Conklin's out on the field, you're like, we've got a shot at not having a touchdown called back due to penalty with Tyler Conklin. He might even catch it. He might yeah. even catch it. He's had six for 65 in back-to-back games now. Uh, by the way, Cole Komet. Cole Komet, second-highest red zone target share among tight ends this season. There does seem to be a connection uh, there as well. We expect the, deep, the offense to be better. We expect Justin Fields back for Chicago as well. Look, Tank Dell's a thing. We keep talking about this. We, we know this. I know Noah Brown overshadowed him, but you heard us earlier in the show. Noah Brown, a little bit banged up. Who knows? He's had at least – he's had four games this year where he's had at least seven targets. He's had at least 18 points in all four of those games. We expect – the Texans-Cardinals game, I think, has sneaky shootout potential. Sure. Stroud versus Murray. And so uh, I like Tank Dell as a top 25 play. I'm at wide receiver 22. Uh, no team in the NFL allows a higher catch rate to wide receivers than Arizona. Totals 48 and a half in that wow. game. So I mean, just one. telling you. I, exactly. Um, 
Rasheed Rice, again, Eagles, we talked about that secondary and the struggles there. Rice te- uh, tied for the team lead in red zone targets. Eagles tied for the most touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers. So we think there's a decent chance Rice gets into the end zone. And then Jaden Reed quietly has at least 80 yards in two of the past three. Chargers do allow the highest catch rate and the third most yards per game to the slot, which is Reed, obviously, where he lines up for Jordan Love. I don't love Jordan Love, but I do think to the extent you're picking somebody out of this Packers passing offense, I do think Jaden Reed is, you know, a viable desperation wide receiver for. Yeah, quietly Jordan Love as well has been playing a little bit better the past couple of weeks. Hasn't necessarily he's reflected on throws. Yeah, yeah. he looks a little bit better. And also, this Chargers defense is an absolute disaster. They oh. had no chance no. against Jared Goff and Amon Ross St. Brown. I understand the Lions have a very good offense and a good offensive line, but it's not like he's going up against... Patrick Mahomes in that spot. No. Like, or the Chargers aren't going up against Patrick Mahomes in that spot. So, uh, And when they went up against Patrick Mahomes, they got absolutely shredded as well. Absolutely so, shredded. Uh, I think that the Packers should be able to move the ball against that defense. All right, moving over here to the hate list, which is led by Deontay Johnson here. Jay, he's got the Browns. We've talked about or joked about on the show the struggles of Kenny Pickett as well. And I know Deontay Johnson's even a little banged up right now as well. Yeah, just a tough matchup against the Cleveland defense. We saw what Kenny Pickett did or rather didn't do against them in week two outside of that one bomb uh, touchdown to George Pickens. So it's just a brutal matchup. And the Browns, like I think the perception of their defense is a little bit skewed because they did give up 31 to Baltimore. But it was a pick six from Kyle Hamilton and they muffed the punt at the 12. So they didn't really give up much to Baltimore at all. They shut down Lamar Jackson. You can shut down Lamar Jackson. You can shut down Kenny Pickett. Uh, that's factually correct. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. You know, if you can if you can shut down Connor Rogers, you can <laughs> shut down Kenny Pickett. I just I'm very bitter about Deontay Johnson. Again, he's the reason I'm out of two different guillotine leagues. Him and Lamar Jackson. Travis Etienne didn't help any either. But I really blame. I, I put the majority of the blame on Deontay Johnson. Last I was going to say Denny Carter. I and, well, and Denny Carter. Well, because Denny Carter, freaking Denny Carter, could not stop shutting up about. Deontay Johnson and just kept carping for him yeah. and like just and I was just like okay like I was a little nervous but I, like, right. I, I, I own my own show. I own my own decisions yeah, yeah. it's all about the man in the mirror it the is the man day. in the mirror I looked I made the decisions but I will say You're that had Denny Carter not been on the show I might have made a different decision <laughs> okay. all yeah. right exactly Here's the good news. Denny Carter will be on the show tomorrow, yeah. as far as I know. He joins us every Friday. Yeah, we'll put so I'm sure this will not be brought up at all. We'll get into an extra two minutes on this the, in the segment. Absolutely, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> log off. I want a, I want a different section tomorrow that is literally Matthew complains to yeah. Denny. Yeah. Matthew, Denny, and Flamethrower. Yeah. yeah. Flamethrower to Carter. Well, he's doing, I, I tweeted this out because he's doing some YouTube thing on, uh, on the NFL and NBC YouTube channel. Yeah. He's doing a go Q&A. He's doing a Q&A, and I, I demanded everyone go there and ask Denny. Why did why, Matthew yeah, play yeah, Deontay why, Johnson? Why do you love Deontay Johnson so much? Why uh, last week? It's a good question. So, I also set the line uh, for Denny using the word funnel at 15 yeah, and a half, yeah. and I took the over. Yeah. What do you think about that? In an hour-long uh, Q&A on YouTube, I, I set the line at 15 and a half. Is that a good line? You tell That's me. It's pretty high. It's pretty high, but he does say funnel disproportionately yeah. Yeah, for a regular human being. Where would you the set NFL. the line? Uh, more like a 12 and a half. 12 yeah, and a half. Yeah, all right. See, I might take right. the over on that. But, yeah. but yeah, exactly. Take the over. Like, I, you know, I'm trying to read the market. Yeah. And I feel like Might be some insider kind of trading yeah. there. Yeah, Denny the just public's going to move that one. All right, Deontay Johnson, moral of the story. He comes anyway. in as wide receiver 33, uh, followed by our next. I'll, I'll give you some actual stats of the oh, heck okay. Kenny Peckett sucks. Here you go. One wide receiver. One wide receiver's caught more than five passes in a game against the Browns. They allow the lowest catch rate to opposing wide receivers as well. Steelers have the fourth lowest implied team total this week. We don't expect them to score a lot. And, oh, by the way, Kenny Pickett is hashtag not good. Yeah. My stat for that is my 
two eyeballs watching Kenny Pickett <laughs> every week. Our Monday. next one here, Jordan Addison comes in as wide Does it seem receiver thirty four. Matt Canada has a job and Ken Dorsey doesn't. No. In this no. world, no, it's not a fair world though, Matthew. Yeah. Never has been. Yeah, never, never has been. Has Ken Dorsey's <laughs> looking at Nathaniel Hackett and Matt Canada <laughs> yeah. and saying, "How? Yeah, yeah what how? the hell? Oh, boy. Make better friends. Make better friends. That's what it comes down to." Listen, this ranking here, Matthew, with Jordan Addison coming in as wide receiver 34, I mean, it's heavily based on the thought that Justin Jefferson makes his return this weekend. That's correct. In the games in which Justin Jefferson has been active this season, he's had under a 15% target share, over 21% when Jefferson's been out. So we just don't expect him to see a ton of looks with Jefferson there. Since week four, again, after that Miami game, that disaster, the 70-point game, Broncos have actually been a pretty good defense. They allow the third fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, the fifth fewest yards per game to opposing wide receivers. Addison is at best the third option on that passing offense. It'll be Jefferson and Hawkinson. He comes outside my top 30 this week. I'm at wide receiver 34. Jay, how about Jerry Judy playing those Vikings? He comes in as wide receiver 37. He's only had one game this year with more than 64 receiving yards. It's just not happening for Jerry Judy. And you talked about this offense kind of turning Russell Wilson into Zach Wilson. A, a game manager. Yeah, yeah, basically. So they don't throw the ball. When they do throw the ball, Colton Sutton is the guy yeah. that you want. And now they go up against the Minnesota Vikings pass defense, which doesn't have amazing personnel, but has actually been really effective yeah. this year. Brian Flores is one of maybe the best defensive coordinator in football, super creative, uh, and I think that he'll be able to take away uh, whatever is going to happen in the Broncos passing game. To your point, Vikings are the fifth lowest catch rate to wide receivers over the last four weeks as well. And Jerry Judy has one end zone target this season. Yeah. Literally one. He has the same number as Chris Manhurts and Lil Jordan Humphrey. <laughs> yes. Name generator. Chat GPT. I mean, that's uh, unbelievable. Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, you, it's so funny you bring up Chat GPT. You uh-huh. should read my column today. Oh, I've heard, I've heard about yeah. this. I will check that out All for right. free on NBCSports.com. Our final wide receiver on the hate now. list. Gabe Davis against the Jets. I, I love when I see this note on the hate list, Barry. Matchup downgrade versus Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, a staple on the hate list. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, and, you know, it's unbelievable um, how good they have been. Uh, you know, because – and I think one of the reasons they've been so good is that C.J. Uzama doesn't play defense. So when they play – when Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed make a good play, a it stands. Yeah. It stands because there's a, that, the refs are looking around. Did C.J. Ozama hold on that play? Oh, no, he didn't. He's on the sidelines. Okay, good. We can, we can let that, you know, uh, that defended pass stand uh, as well. Uh, anyway, look, Jets have not allowed a touchdown to a wide receiver since week one. The Jets have yet Stephon to, Diggs, not yeah, Gabe Davis. Not, correct. Yeah. And the Jets have, allow, have yet to allow double-digit fantasy points to multiple wide receivers in the same game. They have yet, you know, if, if you figure one wide receiver gets to 10 points in this game, it feels like it's Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis is always a chance he scores, but I don't feel like it feels like a great option here. I'm outside my top 40 this week. Someone's going to tell the Bills receivers that Josh Allen throws the ball hard. Like he throws a tight spiral, he throws it hard. He's kept on bouncing off of their hands against yeah. Denver, including one oh. uh, by Gabe Davis. Yeah, that was Ken Dor- Dorsey's fault. He yeah. should have told them. That's true. He goes, yeah, you know, you know your quarterback him. that you catch passes from every single day, he throws yeah. it hard. Yeah, that's why yeah. he doesn't have a Ken job. Dorsey should have said either, hey, Josh, take a little off of that, yeah. or heads up. Diggs and Davis, like he throws it hard. And hot. But he didn't do either of those things, and that's why he's been fired. Moving over to those quarterbacks, and we'll start with the loveless here. And who better to love right now, Jay, than C.J. Stroud? Love the player, love the matchup against Arizona. Yep, best quarterback in the NFL from a clean pocket this year, and now he goes up against an Arizona team that doesn't really have a fearsome pass rush, so we'd expect that C.J. Stroud, he will keep it rolling. He's going to hit a wall at some point, to some degree, I think, when he plays like the Browns or the Jets later in the year, but not this week against the Cardinals. 
He's had at least 30 pass attempts in seven of nine games this year. Quarterbacks with at least 30 pass attempts against the Cardinals average over 20 fantasy points per game. He's a top five quarterback play for me this week. I also love Tua Tungabailoa. We talked about this Dolphins offense um, earlier when we were talking about the running backs. Dolphins have the highest implied team total this week. And in home games, this game is in Miami, Tua averaging over 22 fantasy points per game. He's averaging 300 passing yards, three touchdowns in those games off the bye. Ready to prove something. Tua goes off against the Raiders. Final quarterback on the love list, Jay. Brock Purdy comes in as a top 10 play. QB9, he's got the bucks. We talked about how that secondary has been in a slump for about four games now. Yep, absolutely. As we mentioned, pass, funnel, drink, uh, defense in Tampa Bay. Brock Purdy seemed 100% right, 100% healthy. This might be the best throw he's ever yeah, made. especially uh, the, uh, the George pocket. Kittle streaking down the right sideline for a touchdown. Uh, so I think the Brock Purdy is all the way back and a hugely favorable matchup against Tampa Bay. Some others receiving votes here, Matthew, as we get into the quarterback play. Sam Howell, Kyler Murray is back and looks like himself right away. And Jared Goff, he's got the bear, so he sneaks in as QB12. I have all three of these guys in QB12. Let's start with Goff, who's at home against the Bears. At home this season, he's averaging over 20 fantasy points per game. Only two teams in the NFL allow touchdown passes at a higher rate than Chicago. Goff should go off, especially given how well the running game is going. Kyler Murray, we talked about this. We so much like Stroud. Well, it stands to reason if that total is 48, they're both guys are going to go off. Uh, over 30% of his pass attempts last week went for 15 or more air yards. Like they're chucking it deep, and you know the rushing is going to be there with Kyler Murray. And future Hall of Famer Sam Howell. Look, when I was talking the preseason about future Hall of Famer Sam Howell, like did I think he would get into the Hall of Fame? Of course, that's why he's named future Hall of Famer Sam Howell. Did I think he would lead the NFL in passing yards? Not in year one. Yeah. Like I knew I was smart. I didn't realize I was that smart. Since week four, he's the fourth-best quarterback in fantasy. He's playing the Giants who allow the fifth-most yards per pass attempt. To make the hate list this week, Jay, Baker Mayfield, he's got the Niners defense, and Trevor Lawrence against the Titans. Lawrence just has not been able to string together multiple touchdowns during the season. He hasn't. Tough matchup for Baker Mayfield. That's self-explanatory. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just hasn't happened for him this year. Titans playing a little bit better than expected on defense too, but I think he might get right this week, Matthew. First off about Baker Mayfield, did you know over the last month he's been the sixth best quarterback in fantasy? So I, I want to be like, why are you hating Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield's been a QB1 in four of the past five games that he's played. But, yes, against San Francisco, you don't love that. And we talked about Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence yesterday. One or fewer touchdown passes in seven of nine games this year. Titans, by the way, over the last, since week four, allowing under 13 fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Both guys outside my top 15 in week 11. We're going to break. When we're back, it's last call. Of course, we got best bets and a preview for you for Bengals-Ravens Thursday Night Football right after this. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed.
Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BARRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It's time for last call. Let's take a look at the most bet player props for Thursday Night Football, courtesy of DraftKings. Keaton Mitchell, rushing yards over 35 and a half. That's minus 120. Joe Burrow, passing touchdowns over one and a half. Gus Edwards, rushing attempts under 11 and a half. That's minus 160. Rashad Bateman, receptions over two and a half. Mark Andrews, receiving yards over 54 and a half. Jay, a lot of Ravens. On the public right now. A lot of Ravens. Uh, I like Keaton Mitchell over 35 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to be more involved in the offense after what he has flashed. But my best bet, Connor, going back to the vaunted sack well. I'm taking Odafe Owe over 0.25 sacks at plus 160. He's averaging four pressures per game. Bengals do not have a good offensive line. Ranked 25th in pass blocking efficiency by PFF. Uh, Joe Burrow took four sacks against the Texans. He took four sacks in the AFC wildcard game against the Ravens last year where Owe had one of those. I think that Owe gets home for at least half a sack tonight. I love it. Matthew, what are you, what are you looking so, at? So, again, don't always love to tail the public. Rarely like to do that. But I think they're on to something here with the over on Mark Andrews at 54.5 receiving yards. I, I'll say – I. I also kind of like the over on four and a half receiving receptions, four and a half receptions. And I like the any, Mark Andrews anytime touchdown at plus money. Bengals rank bottom five in the NFL in terms of most receptions and most yards allowed to opposing tight ends. They've given up at least 70 yards to opposing tight ends in three straight games. Okay, I mean, we thought we saw what Dalton Schultz did against them. We saw, you know, they on and on and on. And then we saw what Dalton Kincaid did against them like two weeks ago. Uh, they are bad against tight ends. And Andrews has scored in three of the last four against the Bengals, going all the way back to 2020. He scored in the first matchup against Cincinnati this year as well. He's had at least one end zone target in three of the past four games. I've already said this. I think Lamar has a big game. I think primetime Lamar shows up. I think Andrews is a big part of that. So give me the overs on receptions, receiving yards, and anytime touchdown for Mandrews. Okay. It's the Ravens triple crown on the fantasy football happy hour desk today, guys, because I'm looking at them as well. Keaton Mitchell over eight and a half receiving yards. That's what it's set at. That's one screen for Keaton yeah. Mitchell, eight and a half. Now, I think this number lies here because the usage just hasn't been there, but they've been vocal this week that we need to get this guy more involved. And if you have eyeballs, you would agree. Keaton Mitchell is an explosive threat out of that backfield. It could just be Devin Achan 2.0. Like, he's that fast. Really? He's that fast. So yeah. I think Maybe he's going to be McLaughlin. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's great. Fine. Like, but, and I don't want to brag here. I don't want to brag, but I do have two eyeballs. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's just, using you know, my material. Right, listen, I mean, look, get your I'll own be material. What? Get your own material. No, the two I'm, eyeballs I'm, no, I'm, I'm using your material and just pointing out <laughs> that I do, in fact, have eyeballs. Yeah. By the way, this is Connor's material, I believe, yeah. not yours. No, it was mine. Oh, was it yours? Fine. The Kenny yeah, Pickett really thing. Uh, the Kenny Pickett. Yeah, the Kenny Pickett. That's fair. That's a uh, fantasy life injury update came in on the phone during Yeah. That. We're going to spare you on this one. Fantasy life you had my back while I was gone so off your back. It's very exciting because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase will play tonight. Both are fantasylife.com investors. Oh, congrats I'm rooting them. for them. Okay. I'm rooting for them. I, want, I need the Ravens. So. There we go. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For Jay, for Connor, for producer Steven who's leaving us, I'm Matthew. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. 
So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.